Welcome everyone to another episode of the Escapist Corner. This is uh, an episode where we talk about what we think about the Peloton, what we think about fitness apps and our experience with those. And I really hope you like it. Uh, I just want to apologize for the bad sound quality the first like 10 minutes. Um, uh, it gets better, so please hang on. Uh, if you like this one, please uh, share it with someone or, you know, uh, leave a review that would help a lot. Uh, thanks a lot for listening and uh, looking forward to your feedback and your comments. See you next time. Thank you. 
drivers. And, uh, I am not a driver of it, uh, but uh, I definitely uh, would like to talk about it because I think it is uh, interesting. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, I subscribed to Peloton, Peloton, however you want to pronounce it, uh, back in. Peloton. <laughs> How would the Swedish pronounce it? Um, yeah, I, I subscribed to it first in March. Actually, they they had it was really quite generous of them because they were um, giving away a, I think it was like a ninety day free trial um, because of the quarantine, the first lockdown, um, kind of like worldwide, I guess. And uh, so I I had a spin bike at home. I didn't have a Peloton bike, but I had a kind of just a run of milk spin spin bike um, with you know you could change the resistance and so I started doing the classes and I, I you know I, I figured out the app it's very intuitive you can choose the kind of class you want so whether you want something that's more hit you want something that's more endurance you want like a tabata ride you want a cool down ride you want you know um, a threshold ride you know, in Berlin, you know, top of the leaderboard. So, I mean, you 
that that's kind of cool for some people, I guess, um, to, to have that recognition. Um, but I was doing it purely just to get my cardio in. Yeah, it's pretty interesting with this thing that you said you ended up doing basically the same thing all the time. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think this is um, like one one big learning thing from this online training that we've been doing is um, that people at home tend to do want to have it more simple. It's too complicated, and so on. It's kind of demotivates you. Yeah. And like the un unexpected is rather like unwanted. Right. Um, you don't want to have like a you know you're challenged. Uh, you know, if there's a lot of things like moving things in your uh, everyday yeah. life and at home or whatever at work, and then you need to kind of handle the unknown in the, in the workout uh, at home too. It works at the gym or like in the CrossFit box because you, you just have to show up and yeah. the rest kind of is taken care of. But at home when you have to kind of do that by yourself, yeah, it's just, it's uh, demotivating. I just know a couple of people that want to have a lot of variation, but most people just want to have like almost a stable schedule. So it's rather like, it's a lot of convincing in one sense that we need to maybe have at least three different things we're going to work on, and then we repeat those every week and kind of have small progressions on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to do a small hack because I uh, recognize that the fan is on in two seconds. anything <laughs> um, yeah it's freakishly loud uh, you don't realize when you're here all the time it's just yeah, yeah. so much noise um, and that's a trend um, so yeah what what um, what did we have on the agenda on these well I thought that we would you know you know from kind of just to piggyback off of what we've just talked about um to kind of look at you know maybe you know okay there's peloton and then on top of that um because that is i mean that is is such a commitment um you know to buy the bike i believe it's about you know three grand and then you're also buying just for for the bike and then you're also buying um you know the the subscription and I'm sure more add-ons and add-ons and add-ons and and I don't know but I, I have heard something that they're adding a nutrition program so you know it's this kind of constant you know sell 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 right, right? Um, and you know add more programs on top of programs so um, but I mean the initial Choose different workouts 
Yeah, so I heard from the CEO of uh, Pelican. I mean, there are there are like five or six founders. Mm -hmm. They actually started, or they 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 don't see themselves as a equipment company, but rather a like an entertainment com company. Mm -hmm. And they want to see themselves more like Netflix or Spotify subscription model, based in that sense that you pay for um this kind of um, experience, mm -hmm. and they. They put all their um, effort into having those uh, like great experiences, and um, it comes down to like like the equipment has to be in some certain way uh, for sure, and then you have the uh, as you talked about like the instructors, and mm -hmm. I think that is also a key distinction what I see between uh, let's say uh, CrossFit and something like Peloton is that uh, in in these kind of um, hit facilities, um, uh, various boot camp or if it's um, Peloton or so on, we have instructors, um, which is a lot about, you know, motivation, uh, being a happy spirit and so on. Super important. I think that's something like a lot of CrossFit coaches also should learn from mm -hmm. to uh, be you know much more you know happy mm -hmm. <laughs> and much more positive and mm -hmm. and helpful and stuff like that mm -hmm. um, and combine that with coaching yeah. now in peloton you're not having there's no coaching going on really uh, and um, uh, like in in crossfit too in one sense if you if you have a big ass group and um the coaches saying motivational things that is also not really coaching it's more of a like a motivational yeah it, yeah it's <laughs> so it, it's on the spectrum somewhere but um, yeah yeah I mean I think they you know the 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 peloton coaches or, or that in that in that world it's like they're cheerleaders yeah um, so you don't have that individuality right um you you know the they might shout your name out you know oh this is you know her three thousandth ride or whatever mm. fantastic <clears throat> but they're cheerleaders mm. and they can you know say the best words and and you know string the best kind of sentences together to to make you feel you know pumped mm. um that really only goes so far yeah yeah um but again i think it's super important for for you know coaches also not only crossfit coaches but like any coaches if you're a weightlifting coach or so on you need to be also knowing mm -hmm. how to um you know it comes down to how how do you help anyone right. it, how, it might be motivation and so on but this kind of also kind of distinguishes a bit more into what kind of person you are and what kind of um, uh, coach or instructor you want to have, right? Yeah. So that's why people are picking these different instructors, <laughs> instructors on Peloton. Like, I don't like that guy. I like this one. I like. I want to have it in my life. Right. Um, so everyone can have their kind of favorite avatar yeah. uh, instructor, and yeah, it comes down to that. Like, you need to uh, be. Um, yeah, have your your group that you 
adhere to and yeah. commit adhere to you, but also as if you now look at the distinction between the instructor and the coach, is that a coach uh, can be could could uh, actually be doing uh, can approach everyone more on an individual basis, so mm -hmm. you can be more uh, instructor to uh, one person, but you can be much more subtle and right. coaching uh, on the other person. Yeah. So uh, we see this on like different kind of athletes. Is some athletes are, have no problems with their motivation. Uh, they don't need, uh, you know, they don't need any motivational uh, jabber. Mm -hmm. But for some other people, they're super unmotivated and yeah. they need a lot of motivation. Yeah. And you have uh, people that are super um, communicative and they really want to have coaching mm -hmm. and, and they, they, they're coachable, they communicate that like, show me how to do this and like, did I do that right and, and so on and they constantly look at the feedback and then you have others that are the opposite, they don't want to do that and uh, we, as a coach, it's always, you have to find, still find a way to coach and um, um, I guess um, if, if we look at like um, the fitness apps, it's obviously something that is going to be hard for fitness apps to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely see that like doing the online personal training, it is it's a different type of coaching for yeah. sure. And, and so on. there are many things that you can implement to enhance the experience and then also like trying to figure out better ways all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but um, for the Peloton, uh, I saw this meme uh, of Peloton, which I I don't know if it's going to be true or not, but it's um, it was a gym, uh, like a home gym that everyone bought in the 80s, 90s with mm -hmm. some, a pulley and something, uh, you know, where you could basically do lap poles and some uh, leg curls and stuff like that, usually like fitted in, into a corner in, in the apartment or house. Mm -hmm. And um, um, in this picture, you had this home gym, or if it was a treadmill, um, and it was just full with laundry, like people, <laughs> or the person had just put all the laundry for, for drying yeah. uh, on that home gym, because yeah. that is kind of where it ends up uh, at the end. Yeah. Um, for the home gym owners, the adherence has been like super low. So people are super motivated, they're buying treadmills and stuff like that. And then um, the motivation just drops uh, yeah. immediately after they bought the equipment. And um, um, now for Peloton, uh, it might be a bit different because of this the entertainment. some kind of like little fitness gadget and it you know it generally ends up under the bed right and we you know find a way to get rid of it or sell it or you know leave it in the apartment when you move but um but i think you know what what a lot of the fitness apps are doing now is um 
it's kind of like a, like a game. Mm. So, um, you know, there are great incentives. So, like, I think the leaderboard is really genius um, because some people really want that. You know, they want that kind of recognition. And it's kind of cool that it's... I, I, I have a, a, a girlfriend of mine who, when she got her bike, she told me it was like in the first weeks that she had it, her, she, you know, um, her name was shouted out, right? Yeah. In some studio in like New Jersey, right? Where they do the filming. Yeah. Um, and she just thought that that was just so cool, you know, when other people around the world heard her, you know, her screen name, right? <laughs> um, and that excited her. So, I mean, it's like, who am I or who are we to say that, you know, that's a, that's a bad thing, right? It, right. it lifts somebody's spirits. Um, but I think, you know, the idea that, like, you know, a game will kind of, it's like, Monopoly, right? It's all exciting in, in the beginning and you play it and you play it and you play it and you got all the pieces and then you start, you know, kind of like towards like the middle end. It's like you stop the game for the night and yeah. then you decide to play maybe a little bit later, but it's like it, it wears off, yeah. right? And um, I guess the question is, is like, how do you keep something like that when it's fitness related? How do you keep that kind of that motivation, how, what is it about the incentive that will keep you on the bike every day, you know, even if it's a 20 or 30 minute class? Um, why, um, why are prizes so valuable to people? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, the, the gamification is, is obvious in these uh, apps, mm-hmm. uh, but they are super important. and. Uh, just like in, in CrossFit in one sense, for some, for some people it, it is the leaderboard is really the uh, like the gamif- gamification that really pushes people to, you know, do a bit more. And uh, I think there's some, there's something healthy and good in this kind of uh, constant small competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to, you know, I, I mean, I see this from, from the perspective of being like a, playing ice hockey uh, for, you know, over 20 years and <clears throat> being playing like very tough games where you're beating shit out of each other. Basically, you can be on the ice and you're, you're, you need to be in the mindset of you need to kill the other person, right? Yeah. Uh, you're not allowed to, uh, to strangle or, you know, do these things, but with the allowed you know measures like a, a tackling and so on you're really definitely trying to kill the other person right um and because that's the level of an of intensity you have to put into it yeah um so there's a lot of like adrenaline you have all this like key points energy into mm-hmm. uh the tackling or grappling or whatever and um the other person is obviously trying to do the same to you so you you are you know under a lot of pressure and um, however as soon as the single is over like 60 minutes of game is over mm-hmm. one team won one team lost mm-hmm. um, you can go out to a bar and have a beer and uh, be best friends right and um, 
there's like this healthy part of competition and then there's the unhealthy part where you uh, after the game can't shut, shut off the leaderboard right but you you're you're looking at how can i manipulate this uh soccer outside outside the game yeah and um, i mean uh you can do that i mean you do that before the game usually because mm -hmm. the game starts before you're on the ice um so yeah it depends on how far uh how far in front of the game you start with the manipulation but um but usually like the the key here is simply that there's healthy competition where you really push yourself to the limit to edge mm -hmm. of all, almost your survival instincts to mm -hmm. come out. Yeah. But then to be able to shut that off and mm -hmm. and understand that this is this is something I do for uh, for fun too. It's not just you know it's not the end of the world if I lose this game. Right. Um. I I'll be better tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I think like the the. The, the problem might be for someone who's uh, into these apps and so on, they get too frustrated in in the leaderboard and yeah. in the competition. So uh, that can be like the negative part of it. But um, I think for most people, it's just to see your, your name there. It's going to be super important and see that you went from 35th to 34th percentile. Right. Makes a huge difference. Um, so, um, yeah, it, it keeps you kind of going. So that, I think that's a super good, good thing. And I think also something for many CrossFit gyms like ours uh, also to maybe look into and be better at, you know, understanding the psychology of that, yeah. making someone a bit more motivated just by knowing that your number's better. Right. Most people are too lazy to do this by himself. So the app or the gym or so on, facilitate that yeah. show like your numbers are actually important right? and uh, I've had this like you know, also in discussions with with members that don't feel progress and and so on so you need to show them and like here I have your numbers here yeah like your your workout last month or last year you, you needed 15 minutes now it's like five minutes right. that's a huge difference yeah and um, but yeah, being much more in front of uh, present with those numbers can be um, important for us mm -hmm. to understand. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just wondering, like, in your opinion, what kind of people, and it doesn't have to necessarily just need to be exclusive to Peloton, because like, in reality, like a lot of people can't afford a $3,000 bike or don't have like the room for it, you know, in their house or whatever. Um, so kind of like in general, these fitness apps, like what, who do you think is kind of the, the, the typical person buying into these apps? Um, to start with this uh, early adapters, um, I'm, I don't think I'm one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, early adapters for sure, and uh, that means uh, these early adapters they usually, you know, they can be celebrities and so on, and then kind of the the masses start to adapt mm -hmm. to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Peloton they've done their market research, so they they know that people that have 
a certain income, they say uh, 1,800 euros or something like that uh, in net income. Uh, that's kind of their, uh, their uh, customer uh, and up above. And that might be surprising for some people that For some, for some people, it, the telephones seem like a luxury product, and they are basically saying, "No, it's not a luxury product. It's, it's for the masses." And uh, yeah, maybe three thousand euros is a lot, but again, with the subscription model and so on, people are paying already like for memberships and so on. Um, now I don't know if if uh, this uh, if the if Peloton just is uh, overestimating the German market mm. and, and they are comparing that to like American market uh, too much, might be the case. But um, I mean, they've done their research. They know that you know, ten uh, percent of German households have uh, like a, a treadmill right. or something at home yeah. that's uh, collected dust. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I think they they know that. I mean, it can be something for the masses, and um, I think the 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 interesting part for as I see this, like uh, I don't see this as competition for like the CrossFit gym or so on. Um, I see this as a it's a like a great warm up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To yeah. actually getting started with yeah. fitness, getting into uh, CrossFit, but also maybe. The opposite, like you, you use CrossFit to actually be the best on the, the leaderboard on <laughs> on Peloton, maybe. Right. Um, and uh, you kind of have more data points simply that you can uh, look at. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I think also, I guess the thing that comes down to with with most of these like spinning apps and so on is that <clears throat> uh, it is. It is a part of fitness, but it's not fitness. It's uh, it's usually uh, in you're usually just working on one domain yeah. of fitness, meaning mostly endurance, yeah, and uh, cardiovascular uh, endurance, and and I mean that that is great to have to do cardio, mm-hmm. um, but I'm. Uh, I think the perception of fitness is simply a bit, um, I would say, narrow for most people. Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand this uh, too much. They don't understand that, you know, from being on a spinning bike all, all day, it's not going to actually make you that much fitter. It's going to make you, have you make you, you know, have more endurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some like great benefits to that, but you're not actually getting so much stronger and because you're not really working on your maximum strength at all right um you're um you're not working on like your balance your coordination um and you know a lot of the neurological enhancements and so on were not uh, used yeah yeah and this is also might be one reason why many people fall off the wagon in a, after a while because it's not really challenging for your mind. Right. You're, you're not developing uh, as a full human yeah. creature. Yeah. Um, and one other argument I would say also with this constant um, 
like endurance thing is that uh, from a evolution of evolutionary perspective um, we we're built to have endurance and having better endurance makes us recover a bit faster um, but we're we're built for a more quick burst uh, you know quick bursts uh, full out things and uh, combining that with some endurance kind of right. uh, but having like a prolonged uh, elevated heart rate mm -hmm. uh, it's not it's not good yeah. like that's why your pulse gets lower uh, because the body tries to adapt so mm -hmm. you your heart rate doesn't go into into the roof because mm -hmm. that's not good to yeah. have that prolonged and having prolonged heart rate all the time is actually gonna you know damage uh, tissue at mm -hmm. the, it's it's like this constant um, battle in the in the body where you need to stress the body and then pull back stress right. the body pull back but if you're constantly stressing that's what happening with uh, insulin resistance like diabetes and so on if you're constantly uh, pushing the body with um, the, the insulin and after a while the body just wears out yeah same thing with a lot of cardio you're constantly push 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 and the 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 blood vessels and everything will start to wear out. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, same thing with weightlifting. Like if you're doing weightlifting, weightlifting, weightlifting all the time, your joints will wear out. Yeah. Uh, you do gymnastics, 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 gymnastics all the time. Well, why does uh, all the gymna gymnasts end up broken? Because they, tear, they wear their joints out. Right. Um, and if you are competing, you want to get to the Olympic Games, that's what's needed because that's where you test the ultimate limit limit of human performance. Right. Um, and uh, you know, there's a place for that in you know human capacity to understand ourselves and, and so on. But um, it's not health and yeah. if we put it in that context. Yeah. But well, I think, and all the the points that you brought up maybe kind of hone in on one thought is that you know when you when you do get on a spinning bike it's like you can just shut off you can shut off your brain yeah. um and you know all you have to do is pedal and know your left and right you know which way to turn mm -hmm. the knob um and uh and so yeah your 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 heart's pumping but your brain is completely shut off and Something that I just related it to, and I think we I was talking to one of our coaches, Mark, about it is that you know sometimes, um, you know, in certain workouts that we do here, there's like an element of math, <laughs> which I have found, yeah. you know, add three reps every every round, and it's like well, so you're kind of your 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 heart's racing, your body's moving, and your brain is so activated, and it's like this this. Um, I don't know if like in the the beginning the formation of CrossFit if like this kind of you know brain function in that capacity was also considered when Greg Glassman was you know mm -hmm. formulating all these workouts or this style um, so there is that aspect to it of you know I do have to think while I'm training yeah. even adding you know okay so then my score is you know you have to sit and count yeah. and 
start with CrossFit, and least many are like, well, how, how am I supposed to remember that? Yeah. That's and, what and, I mean. And, and like yeah. the, that rep scheme or so on. And for me, it's like, what are you talking about? It's like 10 to 1. Right. It's like, can't you count down from 10? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I usually say this with a, you know, a bit of a, um, um, yeah, how do you say it's not laugh in my eye, but yeah, you get my point. Mm-hmm. Um, a sarcastic eye roll? No, 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 no. But just, <laughs> I say this is like the, the James part of the work, uh, James Bond part of CrossFit. Okay. Where you have to do action and, and think at the same time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, do some calculation and so on. And as you said, it's like really basic maths. <laughs> uh, it's not super, super hard. Um, but I, I think this is also the, Mm-hmm. which means you can shut down your brain right. and this is kind of what you want to practice on someone who is in a high alert state to be you know alert yeah but still being able to work mm-hmm. and you know put some effort and move move weights or run or whatever but still be you know functioning yeah not being uh, just turning turning off yeah. and uh, like understand the correct way also with um when it comes to you know if it's peloton if, if you're running or so on and you you want to turn off uh, i definitely don't see any uh, bad thing in that it's it's the same it's uh, like a bit like meditation yeah. right so um but what i'm saying is that you can you can peloton all all you want but it's probably not going to solve uh all of your issues mm-hmm. um meaning um like if you have you know back issues you have shoulder issues so on those things will probably just get worse yeah and this is uh, like the common thing for many that come from you know cycling and three three long and stuff like that is that their their bodies are even deformed mm-hmm. from from the posture you have on, mm. on those uh, bikes and so on. Yeah. And um, yeah, and again, because most people don't understand what is actually normal, um, they just think being fit is is being able to run a marathon. Right. But yeah. in my opinion, to be fit is to be able to also, you know, have full range of motion. shoulder and neck issues mm-hmm. uh, if you can squat ass to grass you're not going to have problems with your lower back and, and your knees yeah. and stuff, stuff like that so um, that's that's the key squat all the way down yeah and um 
you know, carry your body weight overhead uh, is just going to make you give you much more op options right. and you're not going to have, as I said, like difficulties in the other parts of your life. Um, and, you know, if you're able to run a marathon on top of that, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So talking about like all of these apps and um, given, you know, kind of the, the time that we're in right now where there's, you know, a lot shut down, we're shut down, um, you know, these apps are kind of what people are kind of grasping onto because at least, you know, you can, you can work out in your home. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> the, the, you know, the research that I've done about, you know, um, moving away from Peloton for a second, but looking at kind of these ones that are extremely popular right now. Like there's the girl, oh no, I can't remember her name. Carrie Pierce? No. <laughs> it's, it's Famous she's... girl. I, I, I have at least 50% chance to. Kara, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's in this or something. She's a, she's, she's an Australian girl and she is an incredible entrepreneur and she mm. you know this kind of instagram influencer um you know she you can subscribe to her program and you know it's nutrition and workouts and they're all you know generally home workouts um and she's in her beautiful home and she's a beautiful girl and she's everything is kind of picture perfect mm. and so <clears throat> You know, I see these, they, they come up on my feed and, you know, I, I often wonder, okay, you know, she is an incredible photographer and a stylist and a, you know, a, what do you call it, like a stager, mm -hmm. right? And um, so a lot of, you know, generally women are super attracted to that because it's like the perfect yeah. life, look, look, mm -hmm. yeah, atmosphere that she's in. And so... She's making a lot of money. She's, you know, her career is going hard. Mm. And I wonder, is this sustainable? Yeah, it's a good question. I, I think the, the fitness influencers have, like, I think there's, um, like, with everything, it comes with good and bad. But um, I'm, I think it's just always good that people get motivated and kind of doing something because just too many people are not doing anything mm -hmm. um and um like in, in this case with the um with these the guys it's like yeah it's it's a it's a one it's a it's a tv show right it's, it's not it's not 100 it's not 100 real what you see and even like if you look at like our social medias and so on uh, you only see this part of everything that mm -hmm. everyone is doing and and uh, like yeah and people can be very judgmental on, on so small things fractions mm -hmm. that they see um, and I think again I, I think like these um, I don't know fitness influencers so on they usually get some kind of they have some niche mm -hmm. and and that niche you know they right there they have a small community and mm -hmm. people get excited and do that do that for a while and then you know they, they, right. they go on 
that's also not like really a competition in that mm-hmm. sense that it's also a good warm up for for you know then when you start with want to you know get to next level yeah. that's usually usually is some kind of um, you know cross the gym or so but um, yeah I'm, I'm just happy if people can get you know doing something and then the only thing that I don't really like a lot is these um, let's say fitness apps that just play on your uh, bad conscience yeah uh, and that um, and I'm not going to name any names but there are definitely like a lot of um, things in the fitness industry like providers that know that if we can sell on people's bad conscience mm-hmm. and have a subscription um, we can do this for years and having that ticking in the background without actually providing anything right and uh, like the normal global gyms are usually uh, a part of this problem in my sense that they sell memberships and provide access to a gym or you know to space and uh, they know their maths they know that you know 95 percent of all our members will not show up and this is our business model yeah um and there's no other business where you could really do that. Right. <laughs> so, and this kind of hurts, I would say, the reputation a bit on the, the fitness industry because there are people are then like, well, I don't know if I'm going to sign up for, a, you know, this kind of membership because it's so expensive right. uh, to do a CrossFit membership because it's like just 20 euros at the fitness gym. Like, and there you have like three times the more equipment yeah and and so on and uh and yeah so they're comparing like apples to pears they it's it's not really a comparison but the mindset is still there and for many of us uh, the mindset of a gym is still the global gym which means access to space right and then it gets you get this dissonance between like why is the CrossFit gym so much more expensive than this access to the place? Yeah, well, I think, you know, and I think what I'll, I'll just say, like, I'll tout our gym that, you know, the fact that like, we, um, I think like what, what you've done so well is that like you see members as like, you know, each very individual person. And because our community is smaller, you can really hone in on and see, you know, okay, this person hasn't come here for, you know, a week or so, like, give them a call, see where they're at. Um, and uh, so, so you're working on, you know, like, behavioral change also. Um, and where I think, you know, like a global gym is, is not caring if somebody has, they don't, they don't give a shit if somebody doesn't come for a couple weeks. Right, um, they're not going to check in. Um, same with these apps. They they're... Well, they they know exactly by the numbers that you're going to be a member <clears throat> five years. Yeah. Without and showing up three times. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe you know they have some different stats, but they know, like base basic length will be about five years, mm-hmm. and because you're just paying twenty euros a month. Right. Um, it's it's uh, some low enough that you will not care. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what happened to me mm. every month for like a good year. <laughs> 20 euros was coming out of, you know, my bank account from, you know, the gym that I had a membership to. And uh, one day I was like, okay, today I have to write them an email. But yeah, it was, it was 20 euros. Yeah. 20 euros, you know, is like not, it, it's, it's not much. And then you might sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to write now. And then you think, but I might go next month. Right. And then, then you don't. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then it's like suddenly worth those 20 euros if you go once or twice. Right. And yeah, you, you love the sauna and everything. And uh, like understanding it correctly, uh, is, is, uh, are those facilities bad? Like, no. I, I, would, uh, I also love to go to the sauna and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you know, do the lifting and so on. But it's definitely... Uh, also from own experience like it's definitely nothing um, it doesn't motivate me uh, at all as much right Uh, it is uh, yeah it's a different thing it's um, it it has a a space and it's spot but yeah I'm I'm definitely not gonna have you know the same kind of development and I'm most likely going to work on all the things I already like and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah and then I'm going to lose my motivation and um, yeah the behavior behavioral change is probably very low and yeah. I think the stats are something like that four to five percent of the gym o- um, gym membership owners actually go and see results right yeah and uh, I like to hope that we have kind of the numbers we have about 90 to 95 percent depending on how many people are traveling at in the month but like 90 to 95 percent of people showing up every month and same percentage having like uh, you know uh, some kind of development and mm-hmm. new achievement going on and what we um, kind of discovered also is that people that train less uh, also lose the motivation faster. So um, one way to kind of, you know, being able to to be sure that people are seeing results, keeping motivation. Uh, one key point uh, has been now, like the last year, is to, to uh, convince people to do three to four times a week of training at least. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and that seems to be like a very good, uh, even for like a beginner to have. Yeah. Um, and to be committed to that to start with, and then mm-hmm. then it gets you know it gets very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think when you when you sign up to for a CrossFit box, it's obviously like the I mean, even if you don't know what you're walking into, like I did, you still. You still know you're not signing up for a McFit membership, mm-hmm. so you already have that kind of awareness, hopefully, um, and that it is a, a group fitness class, right? Unless you decide to go the PT route, but like, um, but I think I, I, can't, I can't remember my, my train of thought, but I so I think like already the the idea or like the want to change you know behavior patterns is already kind of in fruition whereas i think it, it i mean it's it's really easy to just you know 
you know, scroll through your phone and find a, like a cute girl or a cute guy and be like, oh, like, okay, they do sit-ups, they do, you know, push-ups and, you know, I've got a couple of dumbbells, so like, I'll just click on that. And, um, you know, whatever the subscription, you know, payment is a month, but it's like, is that going to change your behavior over long term? Mm. Uh, I think the, um, so if you look at these like fitness apps, it's my microphone here, um, these fitness apps, um, uh, influencers, so on, it's usually you buy some kind of package or mm -hmm. a program and uh, like the best program in the world is the program that you follow, meaning if you can stick to it, you will see results. And um, I definitely think uh, like many of these programs are are really good. I mean, they're tested on, on mm -hmm. a lot of people, um, but the people that actually end up doing them are very few. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of the same appearance as the gym. Do you mean like doing it kind of to completion? Yeah. Do you mean, okay, yeah. yeah. So doing like a six weeks program at home, you will end up doing one half week and then you're kind of... Right. And, and the same thing here is like the, the program, because it's not specified to you, it's gonna, um, you know, you will, um, yeah, you will, uh, you know, it's not specifically adapted to you and so on. So you, you there are many elements that might, that might not work for you and yeah. then you kind of lose interest. And also, it, since it's, uh, it's, it's one program for a lot of people, uh, it might like the program itself might have taken you know months to or years to develop but you're selling it to mass market so for hundred thousand users mm -hmm. and uh, so each user the benefit is each user only has to pay 10 euros or, or 20 or 100 uh, uh, euros for this program uh, so it's a very valuable program really but uh, it's completely worthless if you don't use it right. and uh, I think the best like the best program you can have is and this kind of the the module uh, that I think will uh, that will be very successful and, and work is to have uh, some kind of combination of uh, individualized uh, packages meaning <clears throat> that uh, we create programs that are you know, sophisticatedly tested and seeing that we, we see progress, but that you, um, you, 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 you have this framework, the package you buy. So if the package itself is a bit cheaper, what you need on top of that to actually get anywhere is the accountability of a coach. Right. And also to see your progress. Yeah. So this means um, uh, that you know there are different approaches to this but basically um, it can be very you know it's very easy to implement and so on but it definitely um, you you as a user you need to have the trust in, in the coach that's, mm -hmm. that this happens and there needs to be a way to create this accountability via
building. Mm-hmm. And okay, now you have to come back each week and report to me right. how it went. Yeah. And that, that usually has a very good um, uh, adherence for if you're motivated. Mm-hmm. If you're very demotivated, you're not, you're not going to do anything between those appointments and it's going to fall off. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, uh, so the only thing that would work probably is that we, we have, you know, three appointments a week where we actually go everything through yeah. every time because mm-hmm. otherwise you're not going to move your ass. Yeah, I mean, I know firsthand right now what it means to have kind of an accountability uh, coach because I'm doing a program and a very specific program. And, you know, I, I have been blessed with self-motivation, not in every aspect of my life, but, in, but for this I do. And, but the, the, for me, the, the greatest part of it is the accountability. It's like I want to show my coach like uh, my you know my food journal for that day right so i'll screenshot you know my fitness app and and you know in the in the true coach app you know where i see my workouts you know i will put you know how many kilos the barbell was today what i struggled with just kind of a very brief note a little video Mm. um of something that i was doing and so you know and then his feedback even if it's like great work mm-hmm. or thought you would push the pace a little bit more you know um because it, that's so individual he's speaking to me through the app it's um that's kind of what gives me the motivation to to work harder the next day or 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 just do it again the next day mm-hmm. um so that the the accountability is so important and that in itself changes behavior patterns um and um and so i i I guess like my concern with these apps because i don't believe that they're all i i don't believe that they're bad i don't believe that they're you know the best thing in the world for us um you know it's how you use it and how and your 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 why for doing it um and you know sometimes it just comes up to the fact that like you're like you said like you're traveling a lot or you know we're stuck at home and the gyms are closed. Um, but the thing, the 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 kind of the pattern that I see is that there's no individuality and it's just like generic mm-hmm. in a way. And um, fitness is great; it gets you moving, even if it you know. It, even if it's the idea that just sparks in your head that that you're already on, you know, you're taking a step forward. Um, but I, 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 I personally don't see the longevity of these apps continuing, you know, to, you know, um, create long-term success in, in, in the users. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, definitely, there are tools, and uh, tools are only useful if you use them, Mm -hmm. and um, like, I have my tool is, uh, I have this whoop band, and um, I mean, yeah, you have all the stats there, but if you're not doing anything, it's like, yeah, it's just going to happen, (laughs) and um, definitely, 
if if you have a coach when you work uh, who you work with uh, these tools and so on uh, then they can be really helpful because mm-hmm. your coach can really check in on your on your whoop and like mm-hmm. mm, okay it looks like your day strain is a bit too high or you know your recovery is not that good your sleep was bad or right. it was excellent so now you really shoot it and you can do these variables where you can actually you know to be really really like nitty-gritty you could prescribe like hey this week you're gonna go to bed at 9 p.m every yeah. day yeah and you're gonna go up at 7 a.m mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do all these like tests during the week kind of or we say it's a deload week and then next week we're gonna do a stressful week you're gonna go to bed like at uh, 12 p.m and go up at 6 a.m and we're gonna stress your body uh, like deliberately it's not the best option for you as an athlete mm-hmm. uh, for performance at the moment mm-hmm. but we are doing these stresses on you like stress tests so your body needs doesn't get lazy and adapt because mm-hmm. this is kind of what happens when you do like a 20 minute workout every day but right. it's the same as your body just adapts to it yeah yeah and your heart rate goes down and then you, you you're just doing the same thing um, right. in the body and um so to kind of switch it up uh, you, you 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 can do all these like deliberate testing with those apps and then you can see kind of how the metrics start to move mm-hmm and uh combine that with like how 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 is this kind of week looking if we're doing this with weightlifting combined or just with endurance or we say you were gonna have a like high carb diet on top of that or a very low carb diet and um, just pushing all those variables uh, for us as like coaches we can we can develop a really like really um intellectual uh plan yeah based on the in the, uh, on the individual uh, mm-hmm. that we have mm-hmm. because then you do the same test on someone else and it's going to be a different reaction right absolutely and yeah yeah 100 percent. because i mean i think with the apps like it's you know when you're catering to the masses it's like they don't have the 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 faculties to individualize you know you know, three thousand people, or who, however many, you know, um, subscribers or or members they have, because um, you're right, everybody works completely differently. Yeah, I mean, from from my perspective, uh, from our perspective, even we have, um, I don't know, probably over a hundred workouts now, mm-hmm. uh, filmed workouts. Uh, you can follow on YouTube and. You can uh, do these workouts at home or in your gym or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you follow these workouts, you're gonna get like very fit and you're, and so on. And from my perspective, that w- that is great. That's why why we do this. Like I want to be able to reach as much people as possible. Mm-hmm. But at some point, my my dream and goal is to have all these people working with someone uh, to really get the max potential out of them, out of them. And not you know for getting to maybe a competition, but to uh, or to you know to compete in, in the Olympics, but uh, to actually get the maximum out of their health so they actually perform the best out of their work, uh, they perform the best at home. 
or you know as a as a, as a kid to someone like mm-hmm. uh, that's also really like uh, really something I would like to see is to you know be able to affect uh, how children develop now because the the more I see now the less fit kids are getting because they're deactivated by screens and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah. um, and this might be the one thing I could you know and with the pelotons and stuff like that it's just always screens we're zooming all the time like all these zoom meetings are uh, making people to werewolves it's yeah. like what the, you, you don't want to have another zoom meeting um, and we i mean for us we don't have many zoom meetings we have uh, like now we with the lockdowns we started with one once a week um with the team <clears throat> and uh, but we have these like Zoom meetings with with uh, members and so on. But what I've noticed is that so many of them, like, it, it's just no, not another Zoom meeting. Yeah. But having a phone call mm-hmm. is a different thing. Yeah. Um, because a phone call, we can even both of us have a walk and talk. And most of, most of these phone calls with members, it's not about you know particularly going through like specific mo- movement. Mm-hmm. For some people, it might be, mm-hmm. but it is actually more about like the the inner why of the training and the workouts. Yeah, uh, and then you know, then we can build the movements on top of that, and then that's where we send the videos or or photo of like how the movement looks like. Yeah, but first of all, you this is like um, the key aspect of that is like. That we understand each other mm-hmm. that i understand you as a uh, as an athlete or as a member and uh, only if i can do that i can uh, i can help you but also you need to understand the, my motivation of, of wanting to help you and if you don't understand that then you're not going to follow any instructions yeah you just think i'm, I'm making things up and uh for my sake of things but right um that's not my you know yeah yeah i mean this this you know to kind of um maybe sum it up a little bit you know this idea of reactance and um you know the the having the phone call can mean more to somebody than any you know incredible workout Mm. um because i think you know what with reactions it's like people feel like they're like forced into something and then you get like pushback or resistance mm-hmm. and then that just ultimately leads to to failure and then it's just like well screw it I'm not going to do it why do I have to mm-hmm. right that phone call will you know breaks breaks that kind of breaks that chain if you live in different countries right and um and so on but um i mean there are many ways you can do this and uh like you said you're you get 
you're communicating through the true coach mm-hmm. and for some people that is like the, the gift from God to have this and like oh I really like that I really like to see my my improvements my metrics move and so yeah. on and for some people it's like I hate my phone I don't want to see my phone one more second uh, like I, I'm screen fatigued I, I, I don't like to you know sit and look at my phone yeah and uh, for those people there needs to be uh, you know another way and there are there are other ways mm-hmm. but um um, yeah, for everyone it's about, you know, to find which way is the best. Yeah. Um, again, the best way is the, 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 the way you actually do anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, or is, you know, to, to at least just start, yeah. I guess. Yeah, exactly. To start and, uh, as I see it also, to get into... Um, get into improving your health and and so on and maybe for those who are yeah who who are in in this part of life where you where everything is going uh, like the in in the right direction already where you you're getting your promotions at the job you're working your ass off and you you're you know constantly just getting a, a more wage you're you're you you got your awesome boyfriend or uh, or girlfriend. You got a big car now, and uh, everything is just blooming and going the right way. So you might neglect your health right now. Yeah. And for some in some parts, it, it makes sense also, like because now you're really like grinding on this part. Mm-hmm. But it's it's too common in my eyes. I see for. And I guess I, I might belong to this avatar myself. Is suddenly you're you're hit by a brick wall where you mm. understand like I've been neg- neglecting this so long and I thought I had this under control, and then it, you're you're not. And it, it is a bit about <clears throat> um, being humble about your yourself. And uh, I think, f- uh, like speaking from my own perspective, like uh, I was at least humble enough to. nothing you know admirable in being uh you know waste not wasted that's the wrong word but being exhausted from from you know when you're 28 or whatever and mm-hmm. you're 30 you shouldn't be exhausted about anything right like, yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you should yeah or even that like i'm, I'm getting sleeping until noon when you're 30 or 25 i think it's just ridiculous like you you have to fucking grow up and mm-hmm. uh, again like whoever is listening or watching this like don't take it personal I, i'm talking to myself uh when i was in that age at that age it's like man what were you thinking like yeah this is the best time of your life and you're wasting it in your bed yeah and um, i still have the best time of my life but i, I just wasted a lot of years in, mm-hmm. in where i could have been super productive yeah um yeah so i but I, I think it's a bit of our culture right now we're not you know we're not maturing early enough so yeah that's a good point that's another episode <laughs> yeah not maturing yeah <laughs>
yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. Cool. Um, between two ferns. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you.